Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about skill-based matchmaking, how it's been removed from parts of the game that's being celebrated by some. Some people aren't very happy about it. If you're listening to this uh, this episode on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always support the podcast directly at patreon.com slash SNTR Presents. If you'd like to submit questions, if you want to be a VIP and get into the Q&A early to submit questions, or join me as a co-host, pick from those tiers of patrons at patreon.com slash SNTR Presents. And if you're on YouTube, thanks for hitting like, share, subscribe, and the bell button. So, this has always been debated. Skill-based matchmaking has been a tug-of-war in the community, you know, since Destiny 1. This isn't sort of a new problem or debate uh, in in D2. This has been around for a while, and I've talked about it infrequently in my Q&A, and I tend to be pretty hard on skill-based matchmaking, but I wanted to make a video that sort of represented all sides, so I am going to start off by saying, what are the problems with skill-based matchmaking? Then I want to talk in the middle what are the problems with just pure connection-based matchmaking? Because I think that's kind of where we swing between those two, you know, the pendulum swing, as I call it. We kind of swing between those two, and I do think there are problems and pitfalls with both. I don't think it's as simple as being like, just turn it off or just turn it on, which is why I'm going to end the video with what is the true solution rather than go at each other back and forth with almost like party allegiance here. I think we can land in the middle of w- with a much better solution that I think we need to put pressure on Bungie to come up with as opposed to what feels like a light switch. They just keep flipping off and on and some people like it and some people don't and it just causes a lot of disagreement and a lot of frustration in the community. So let's just first talk about what are the problems with skill-based matchmaking because you might think skill-based matchmaking is great. It protects you from the big bad wolf. You don't have to play against those tough players and you can just, you know, have have fun because you're not very good or maybe you just you know that you play infrequently enough that you're going to struggle against the higher level players so you're you're pro skill based matchmaking in general it punishes the good performance and the good players so you may not be amazing i was never and have never been that amazing at destiny's pvp but i've been playing shooters since wolfenstein 3d so i can hold my own and i can have good games well good performance tends to get punished in a skill-based matchmaking environment because you have a strong first game or two and then all of a sudden it gets really sweaty and really unenjoyable people tend to say isn't that what it's supposed to be like isn't it supposed to be competitive you know don't you want to play in those tough games and in general I would say that back to the people that like skill based matchmaking don't you want to get better won't you get better playing people that are you know beating you up and you're having a hard time uh, it also punishes good players if you're just consistently you know throwing up good stats you tend to get sequestered you only play against a very small portion of the community because you're it's limiting you there's there's only so many people in the player pool at a given time that are at that upper echelon of skill and so you have longer matchmaking times the connection tends to suffer because you're getting matched out of region Uh, and then so that affects the quality of the game we're not even talking about the fact that that's not really enjoyable not everybody wants to sit down and play a video game and feel like they're in a tournament and that's one of the problems with skill based matchmaking is it sort of makes you feel like you are constantly almost qualifying uh, in a tournament because you just continue to have harder and sweatier games and people like skill-based matchmaking because they just want to have fun and relax. Well, so do the really good players. 
This is also a problem with respect to if you want to play with your friends and they're better at the game than you, right? I ran into this in Fortnite. They started turning on skill-based matchmaking in Fortnite. I'm not playing every day and cranking 90s like these kids, so I would play with younger, more skilled players or players that just played more often than me, and I was out of my depth. We would get through the beginning of those games, and it just wasn't fun. The same thing started happening in Destiny. I would pull in people from the audience who played a lot more than me they'd start putting up crazy stats and then all of a sudden we're in games against players and i can't do anything my i slowly fall down the leaderboard game one two three four and beyond because i'm out of my depth i'm i'm playing against players that are that are way way better than me because skill-based matchmaking is dragging me into an environment where i'm not having a good time so it splits it kind of like splits up and breaks up fire teams like i can't play with my buds i can't play with you know these really talented players because i get thrown into matches where i'm i'm gonna get trounced which is what skill-based matchmaking is supposed to protect from right It's a half measure, ultimately. Skill-based matchmaking is a half measure that just creates a false narrative, okay? It's not a true solution that we're going to talk about at the end of the video. It's not a true solution, and it creates this false narrative that it's it's the big, bad, skilled players versus everybody else, and keep them out of here. We don't want to play against them. They ruin the experience. They cannibalize the game. No, they're committed players. They love the game as much as you do, and skill-based matchmaking puts forth and, and, and... It reinforces a false narrative about what the community truly looks like. However, purely connection-based matchmaking has its own problems. Let's talk about the problems with just pure connection-based matchmaking. A large portion of the player base is bad at the game. Okay, that's that's not a mean thing to say. That's a common and known thing in video games. There's a giant chunk of the player base that just isn't very good or they're new with being free to play. You know, you're going to have a lot of people just trying to jump in and have fun. And when they're running into career players, long-standing players, they're going to have a really hard time. That's the other part of this that creates, I think, undesirable outcomes a large portion of the player base is experienced you don't even have to be a god tier player you're just an experienced destiny player if you've been playing for a couple of years or more you're gonna beat up anybody who's new or on the lower end of the skill spectrum because you just understand the map the abilities movement you just have average to above average target acquisition and you you've got guns that you know that you're good with you know when to use them and when to not and you can you can see this by just go play another game okay go play a game that has an established following and you haven't really ever played it before go try to jump into gears of war or call of duty or or halo that the people that are still playing those games are going to be worlds better than you even if they're not qualifying in tournaments even if they're not considered a top tier player they're in the middle of the pack they know how to play how to move where to go what you know what weapons are best and you're going to have a really really hard time it's going to make that game feel inaccessible to you because not because the game's overrun with top tier players but because the game is saturated with experienced players 
This leads to a lack of accessibility for both new and bad players and reinforces that false narrative of, oh man, I just can't enjoy this game. The sweaties are in here ruining it. The high-skilled players are just ruining the game for me. And that's why I don't think skill-based matchmaking or purely connection-based matchmaking is the proper solution. What is the true solution? Ranked and unranked, as I've said for years, is the true solution here. Okay, One of the biggest problems with trying to institute this is it takes a lot of work and I don't necessarily know if Bungie wants to allocate bandwidth to this because they're notably especially this year seemingly not having a lot of bandwidth and struggling to get PvP into a good place trials is is been more of a disaster than a success story and so they might not have the bandwidth to do this but this is the true solution Now, not only is it the the true solution, it requires player education. So there's an aversion to ranked. When people see ranked, they think, and I I did this. I remember I was, I think I was playing Battlefield and I saw ranked and I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to go in there. It's going to be tough. I'll just stay in quick play or whatever. And that was a misconception that I had as a player. I was less experienced. I didn't really understand how it worked. Ranked is actually extremely helpful to a low skill player because you're only going to play low skill players. It's going to keep you in a bracket and in an area where you will not feel like you're getting absolutely run over. Now, obviously if you are really low skill and you team up with a really high skill player, you're going to get a mix of both, right? It's going to try to find people along the spectrum for a balanced match. Whenever I played Uh, Valorant. We had such a better time when we went into ranked. Why? Because unranked had skill-based matchmaking. So we would have one strong game, and then after that, it was awful. It was brutal. We would get completely run over by people well out of our skill spectrum, and it was not enjoyable. Once we started playing ranked, we had a much better time. Games felt more like on on an even playing field we could come back we could kind of rally there were clearly players in there that were good but also players that were sort of not so good and that mixture made for a really good experience so if they were to do this launch ranked and unranked you have to educate players on why ranked is actually so good for you if you're a bad player bad players just i think naturally have an aversion to rank they think that's going to be sweaty that's going to be like a tournament that's where all the really strong players go i don't want to do that i also don't want to lose rank that's like something that people don't enjoy these games are popular because of a sense of progression you you play and you you progress you you feel the thing going up and you don't want that to be taken away from you because you have a couple of bad Bad games, bad losses, or you have a bad afternoon. Sometimes you just can't really get things going. So they would need to think about that, how to get people in there. Because if you're pro skill-based matchmaking, then you should be pro ranked and unranked. What it does is it allows the high-skilled players to kind of let their hair down, go relax and unranked, and it's just completely connection-based. Just random, whoever's on in your region, you play against them. And then when you want to stack up and sweat... You go into ranked and you know what you're signing up for. Ranked needs strong incentives because, you know, why am I going to sign up for this really, really tough environment? There's got to be an incentive and a worthy reward for that. And then then that's that creates equilibrium. Whenever you go into unranked, it's not going to be overrun with sweaty players because they're incentivized to go into ranked and to keep ranking up and to keep improving and stacking up with their buddies. So they're not all in one side of the player pool. So I believe.
believe there's both problems with skill-based matchmaking and purely connection-based, and the true solution is ranked and unranked, as many other games are attempting to find their way in that. It is odd that both Apex Legends and Valorant put skill-based matchmaking in unranked. That's kind of antithetical and contradictory, but uh, we'll see if we can't you know, get better progress in Destiny from this. Let me know what you think about the current situation in the comments below. Also, if you want to support this podcast directly, patreon.com slash SNTR presents will allow you to become a patron get into the discord and submit questions and be part of the q a as always i appreciate you listening and liking all of my content please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the q a session that comes with my video about skill-based matchmaking if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can support this podcast directly by going to patreon.com forward slash SNTR presents. That's how you get into the Discord and submit questions. For five bucks a month, you get access to the Discord, can submit questions. If you want to do the VIP tier, you can get into the Q&A early. Get your questions submitted first. That's what you're going to see here today. A lot of these folks took advantage of that. So use patreon.com slash SNTR presents. And obviously, if you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. Let's jump right into the questions today. Jay Negrin says, as a topic you've covered before, was this implementation of skill-based matchmaking the right way to go about it? It seems like the casual control playlist has become a sweat fest and not enjoyable anymore because it's connection-based matchmaking now. Now, this question I'm glad was submitted because there's other questions that say the exact opposite of this. That's why in my video, I really tried to point out that... Skill-based matchmaking has its own shortcomings. It has its own potential problems. But so does purely connection-based matchmaking. And this question, I think, highlights that. You're just trying to go in and you're just trying to play control and you feel like it's a sweat fest. As I said in the video, there's a large portion of the player list, the, the player pool, that just isn't that good at the game. Now, I'm not saying that's true of you, but if you're on the lower end of the spectrum you're probably going to feel like the sweat has been turned up because now you're more likely to run into players that are are not a, at your hemisphere. Like, let's say there's 10 tiers of skill and you're in tier 3 or 4. You're slightly below average. Well, skill-based matchmaking was keeping you in that tier of 3 and 4, right? You're, and there's a lot of those players, so it was easy for you to, you know, have those games go quickly and get matched quickly. Well, now you're running into people that are outside of that hemisphere. You're running into people that are 4, 5, and 6. You're running into people that are, you know, on the upper end, and it feels like the sweat is turning up. Now, I'm, let's imagine another thought experiment here. You're actually a good player. Let's say that, you know, you're a five or a six. You're above average, okay? I would consider myself to be somewhere in there between a five and a six. On a really good day, maybe I'm a seven, right? <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an average to slightly above average player. I can hold my own, but I've, I'm never going to carry people to the lighthouse or win a tournament. So you're probably there's a there's a potential thing here of of sweat being increased by intrigue and interest people are like oh my oh my gosh skill-based matchmaking turn off let's go play 
And what ends up happening is the uh, the sweaty players, the stack the stack team players, they flood the playlist. So now the likelihood of you running into higher skilled players and stack teams has gone up. So even if you're not a low skill player, you know you're you're a, you're a more average to above average skill player, you might feel like the sweat has turned up because this is a bit of an experiment, isn't it? You know you we're we're constantly trying to see how do we funnel players together in a way that's quick, good connection, and people end up having a good time. That's a that's a really tough experiment because that that's like going in, you know, go into a room full of children and ask them, you know, what they want for lunch. You're going to hear pizza, you're going to hear peanut butter and jelly, you're going to hear macaroni and cheese. Like that's sort of the way that this situation is. You have people all across a spectrum of skill, expectations, what they think they should get out of the game, what they want to get out of the game, and you're hoping that you know, after a six-hour period or a two-hour play session or something, that they walk away and think, well, that was fun and that was worth my time. I'm going to come back again tomorrow. Fundamentally, that is what skill-based matchmaking ultimately is about. Giving people an experience that they feel was good enough to come back again tomorrow. And the reason that companies have gotten away with it up to now is because it punishes the most dedicated and the most skilled and the most dedicated and the most skilled players are the least likely to walk away, right? They're the least likely to put the game down. They got the most time in, you know, they, they've put in, they've, they've gotten better, they've practiced. Maybe they even have, you know, maybe they've won some money. Maybe they have a career. Maybe they stream. Maybe they do YouTube. They're the least likely to walk away. You know who the most likely player to walk away from the game the people that are new, the people that are less experienced, the people that are kind of bad. It's a lot easier for them to throw their hands up and be like, "I look, I don't have any investment in this game. I'm not that great. I'm out, you know? And you can see this in games, I think, the easiest way to see this put on full display is in Fortnite. Fortnite is built upon the idea that you can go in, have fun, see some cool things, experience something dope, and then you want to keep doing that. And your skins and your flair and all that's attached to that experience. That's how they make the money, right? So you can't have Johnny Cellphone dying every game within 30 seconds. He's not going to come back. He's going to throw the phone. He's going to cry. He's going to be angry, you know, but... If Johnny's cell phone can boot up, shoot a couple bots, get some kills, see the little looties pop out of him, go pick it up and tell his friends about how, oh, I started the other day and I got like five or six kills. It was awesome. That's good enough for him. And he keeps playing. This is true in like every video game that exists where you're putting players against other players. You're going to have people that are not very good not very experienced and how do you keep them playing is the question how do you turn that player into a semi-decent player how do you turn that player into somebody who says yeah well i'm at the bottom of the scoreboard but i'm having fun that's the biggest and greatest challenge i think facing the the game developers of today if you're going to step onto the landscape and make a player versus player game that is your greatest challenge we know that you can make dope guns and maps and cool abilities and the booms and the pals are readily available to be made. How do you get, you know, no thumbs Billy to, to enjoy his game? You know, he's just, he just, his thumbs don't even, you know, they, they, he just can't do it. 
he's he's moving the sticks and he's looking at the sky and he's laughing and he's running into the wall how do you get him to come back that's i think that's the the biggest challenge in a player versus player environment is enjoyment in a player versus player environment is derived from success it's derived from winning you can't play eight games in a row get barely one or two kills a game and lose the whole time and say well i'm gonna sign up for more of that tomorrow player versus player i this is one of the reasons i don't like it the the threshold of enjoyment is narrow it's this narrow door that not everybody can fit through the only people who are truly enjoying it regularly are the people that are having a good time and that good time is linked to success kills winning and you don't get to go into that door and feel that sense of accomplishment and enjoyment if you just keep losing so this is why it it's going to feel like I keep repeating myself, but ranked and unranked is the solution. And it's not just the solution, it's the beginning of a solution. If you could implement a really, really good ranked and unranked system and convince lower skilled players to go into ranked, you, whoever can come up with that, if you can create a popular PvP game mode and encourage people to go into ranked when they're not that good you that whoever comes up with that formula will be one of the most popular games in existence because that will create loyalty at every level of the spectrum oh i'm not so good but man i go into ranked and it's enjoyable i'm getting little stars and little blings and little progress bars to fill and i'm playing against people at my level this is really satisfying and as you go up that spectrum from casual to hardcore everyone along that spectrum is getting to enjoy games and get something out of it a sense of progress a sense of reward if if somebody can nail this format get ranked and unranked right and get people to go into ranked who should be there low skilled players are afraid of it understandably i was two at a time i was i I think i mentioned that in the video i was playing battlefield i was like ranked Uh uh-uh i'm not going in there that's gonna be hard i don't want to do that and then you can lose rank i don't want to do that so i think I think the solution is there. I think some companies are figuring it out and it, you know, and it's it's probably going to take a couple years for some of these companies to really iron out the details, but I do think the debate needs to go away of skill-based matchmaking or no skill-based matchmaking. We're having the wrong debate, okay? We need to have the debate about give us ranked and unranked, Bungie. That's the true solution. And then get the bad players and the casuals to actually go into ranked. Get them to go in there Bungie's in a great position to do this because you got milestones, you have loot incentive you have a way to say go do this, and they'd be like man, every time I go into ranked I have a much better time, it's a lot more enjoyable and there you go you've you've now assimilated casuals into an environment they had a natural aversion to next question from Smurf Blue how could skill-based matchmaking and connection-based matchmaking be balanced to make the Crucible playlist more enjoyable for both the upper and lower tier players? Those at the top do not want to sweat every match, but the bottom does not want to be constantly curb-stomped. This is really in relation to what we were just talking about. See, and this is this is this is good to 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 talk about this in another way. A lot of times people say, "I don't understand. Isn't ranked and unranked just skill-based matchmaking and connection-based matchmaking. Yes and no. It's more nuanced than that. So connection-based matchmaking for unranked is obviously just a 
a whatever happens happens you just go in there and i mean it's just it's the wild wild west i will say that an unranked purely connection-based matchmaking environment should do everything it can to have solos against solos and stacks against stacks now i don't want that to be something that's rigidly applied so that you never can get into a game if you have a full team because you know obviously I think at any given time it's fair to say there's probably more solo players than stacks that's just a that's a pretty it feels like conventional wisdom with respect to how people tend to play video games maybe I'm wrong about that but I I feel like that's got to be accurate there's got to be way more solo players at a given time quantitatively than the number of stacked teams so you don't want to apply this rigidly so if you're in a stacked team you're waiting forever for a match but there should certainly be a propensity for okay here's a stack put them against another stack like if I'm playing solo and you can fill my team with solo players and you find a stack team you could have probably taken another I don't know 30 seconds and found a stack team for that stack team get them out of my game and then find me six solos um you don't want to apply this too rigidly but I do think if you go to a purely connection based matchmaking playlist called unranked that needs to be there to keep the to keep the experience from getting too rough now to the other part of your question which I kind of added to your question for you you know how is skill based matchmaking not the same as ranked ranked is not ad hoc it's not on the fly it takes a big giant picture of your career and it says okay here's their kill death here's their win ratio and and here's how they've climbed they're at iron they're at iron one two three whatever so they're here okay and so that is a bigger picture of your performance the problem with skill-based matchmaking is it's a slice of your performance and if you're like me you have like a really strong game you're like oh man that was great first two games out of the box boom i I threw up some great stats and now the game's like hey you're like a tier eight or a nine player holy moly triple kd this guy's amazing and you're putting me up against players that i have no that i'm no match for I'm actually a 5 or a 6, but you think I'm like a 7 or an 8 because I had a couple strong games. So the bigger the snapshot, the better the and the more accurate the matches go. Think of it like those dating websites, right? They're like, the more information you provide us, the better we're going to be able to find you a match. If you go on there and you're like, yeah, I'm 32 and uh, I'm like, I want to meet women, okay? That's like no information. But if you go on there and say, I'm 32, I like Italian food, I love rom-coms, I like, uh, you know, I absolutely hate cats and I love dogs. You know, this is all really important information because that's going to help match you to somebody who is a huge dog person and you're like yes you know they match it to some cat lady you're not going to want to talk to them if you hate cats so the more information they have about you as a player the better they can match you to other players that are in your hemisphere and skill based matchmaking is like oh yeah, this, this guy got good KD. Throw him in with these guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not as good as these guys. And then I have a terrible experience. It also, keep in mind, skill-based matchmaking is bigger than the individual. If I'm playing with my buddy and he's consistently crazy good, I'm just getting drug into really hard matches. 
again, ranked takes a bigger snapshot. Okay, we got a tier 8, a tier 4, a tier 5, a tier 6, da-da-da-da-da-da. This team, you average it out. Let's find a team in that in that, in that that scope. What, what always feels like happens to me, at least this is how it felt in Fortnite and Destiny. Oh, you got a tier 8 or a 9 on your team? Yeah, here you go. Here's a whole server of tier 8s and 9s. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't stand a chance. Um, and then I don't want to play with my friends. It's like, I'm not going to play with you, bro. You're too good. You're bringing in all the, you're bringing in all the heavyweights. You know, it's like being a lightweight boxer and getting into the boxing ring and your buddies next to you. And you're like, all right, this would be actually kind of a cool sport, right? You know how they have like doubles in tennis. I they have like doubles in boxing, <laughs> you know, I get in the ring. I'm a lightweight and this guy next to me is a heavyweight. And I look across the ring and I'm like, those are two heavyweights. What am I going to do? You know, that's that's what it starts to feel like. And this is why when people say, well, isn't connection-based and skill-based basically just ranked and unranked? No, it is not. And there also, as I said, needs to be more nuances applied. If you go purely connection-based matchmaking, you've got to have protections in place or people are going to feel like, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, I, I just keep facing stacks all day. It's great that this is just purely connection-based. The, the, you know, ping's low, but goodness gracious, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly facing a full stack of teams. Those are natural protections that need to be put into place and need to be considered because if not, uh, you're going to constantly have people feeling like they just literally can't get a good game in and it, and, and then they're going to blame it on it being connection based matchmaking. They're going to b- blame the wrong culprit. The culprit is your solos versus a stack. And the culprit is not skill-based matchmaking or connection-based matchmaking in that encounter. Hitman. Lono, I feel connection-based matchmaking is the way to go, but it seems now more than before, most matches are a blowout. Do you feel that the lack of some lobby balancing coupled Bungie forcing a 50% win rate to be counterproductive to what connection-based matchmaking is supposed to accomplish? I remember this happening. I think it was Black Ops 3 where skill-based matchmaking was so absurd you could see it in your wins it would be like win-loss 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 and whenever i played modern warfare 2 and modern warfare 3 for me and my buddies it was win 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 right we we went on a 101 game win streak in modern warfare 2 legitimate legitimate we just we always would stack up we would only play with each other and we went on a 223 game win streak in modern warfare 3 and then when we got into Black Ops, I think it was Black Ops 3, uh, that had like the wall running and stuff. We would win one, maybe two games, and then just get matched. It was like we got punished. Our lobby, so if you if you remember Call of Duty, you would win, you'd go back to the lobby, everybody would talk trash, and then the, the people that didn't want to lose anymore would leave. <laughs> and uh, you'd be sitting there with, you, you got your buddies, right? Six. And so it's, you know, it's nine out of 12, eight out of 12, because people have left because they don't want to play you again. Understandably, right? I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to stay in a server where I'm getting trounced by a stacked team. And so the, uh, the, it would sit there and search for players to fill. Well, we would win one, maybe two games, and then it would sit there eight out of 12 for forever. It would never find a team for us. And we're like, what is going on? So we'd leave, search again, and all of a sudden it finds us a team, a stack team, a stack team. 
and the connection would be terrible. They'd be out of our region. They'd have like they'd have like you know Japanese or Chinese symbols in their name. So we're playing people from like the, the like the Asian part of the world. So the the lag would be terrible. We go from you know thirty millisecond ping to two hundred, and so instead of all green bars, we have like yellow, and we get absolutely shellacked. And we're like, what is this? So time and time again that would happen we would win one or two games it wouldn't put anybody in our lobby we'd back out we'd rematch and we'd get matched out of region and get beat bad well what this was doing is it was keeping our win ratio in check we couldn't go win 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 it was like win win loss win win loss win win loss and I remember <laughs> at the time, somebody from Call of Duty, a spokesperson or community manager or something said that, you know, they had seen, because they didn't like the idea of pub stomping. That was the first time I ever heard the term pub stomping was in Call of Duty. I didn't realize that going into an objective-based game mode, teaming up with my buddies was pub stomping. I'm like, it's it's literally an objective-based game mode. It's like, this is what we're supposed to do. The one was called Team Defender. I'm like, you're literally supposed to come in here with a team and defend a position. So we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're sending invites. And we these were all people I met at random. I'd be like, hey, that was a really good game. Are you guys partied up? Yep. Whoop. And I joined their party, add them to my friends list. We, we did the sensible thing. It's a team-based game. It's an objective-based game. Let's... Let's team up and and whoop whoop some tail here. And uh, then I call that pub stomping. I was like, what in the actual frick does that even mean? What do you mean pub stomping? I'm not going, I'm not intentionally going into like a free-for-all playlist with my friends and doing the tack insertion nuke glitch that people did in MW2. Now that's, that's pub stomping. You're going into an environment that's not meant to be teamed up in. And so... They were, they were basically trying to give people that sense of, oh, I'll eventually win a game. They also had a lot of lag compensation in Call of Duty, so it was a little, it was, sometimes it was harder to detect what was happening. The last time I ever played Call of Duty, I had a game where I went like 36 and 4. Like, nobody could kill me. I felt like Godzilla. I would run around corners and just shoot everybody. It felt like everybody, it felt like I was playing against senior citizens. Their reaction time was terrible. Now, very next game, nobody left the lobby. Same game, I was on a full team, so the teams didn't shift or anything. Very next game, I went negative. I couldn't win a single gunfight. I would come around the corner, and I'd be like, pip, 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 dead. I'd watch the kill cam, and I ran around the corner like an idiot and didn't shoot a single bullet. Why? Well, lag compensation flipped to ensure that now this team had the advantage so i went from a triple kd to a negative kd in the same server against the same players and in one match i felt like i could not die and in the next match i couldn't win a single gunfight okay this was a this was a form of uh you know net latency or net code manipulation to give people a sense that if i play 10 games i'll have uh I have four or five good games and four or five bad games. And it was an experiment to see if we do this, you know, will that create a more loyal fan base? Well, what ended up happening was the more, the more they did this, the more their loyalists left because the better you got, the more in tune you were with this. This is great for bad players, inexperienced players, or, you know, infrequent casual players who just love call of duty. It works for them, but man, oh man, 
your loyalists, your hardcore players, they're like, this sucks. The better you get, the like the more your skill curve goes up as a player, the more you became in tune to this reality. You're like, this is garbage, man. Like, I'm a good player. I know when I'm winning a gunfight, you know? And and in in uh in Destiny, this is why I don't think going pure connection based or skill based is the answer because you might start to feel like this. Oh man, I just I, there's just absolute blowouts. I've seen some images and I'm like, my goodness, what is going on? This is why I said, you know, connection based matchmaking needs uh some balancing. You got to have, you know, stack teams against stack teams and solos against solos and this is another good piece of feedback you gotta have some lobby balancing now lobby balancing doesn't work everywhere because I know in like the smaller playlists if it's like just three or four players you know like elimination or survival it can feel like oh I'm a good player so you're just putting you're putting you know these two guys over here who are tripping on their own shoelaces, I get to play with them and now I gotta carry dead weight. You gotta be careful with this. You don't wanna make it you don't want to make people feel like they're being punished for being good. You know what I'm saying? I was a, in a management position at a call center and I was great at my job. This guy's arrogant. No, I was I was good at my job. I, I would I would motivate my team. I would come up with really good incentives. I would get morale high because if you're in a good mood, you're going to be way better on the phone. And that was my goal: get these people in a good mood, get them feeling like they can really s- succeed, make them believe that they're going to have success, and it worked. And they would put me in charge of a team. I would turn that team's numbers around. And then they would assign me a new team. So this guy over here who was terrible at his job, he used negative reinforcement. He was awful. He was really, he, he was, he was honestly, uh, he was just bad at his job. He would take people off the phones for really long meetings. It's like they have a four hour shift to try to hit their numbers and you're sitting in the office with them for 45 minutes. You just took a fourth of their shift away. You're killing their numbers to preach at him. He was terrible at his job. And so all of a sudden he's on my team. He's got my team over there. He's getting to carry the, you know, the green flag of success. Yeah, this team's killing it. Yeah, because of what I did, you know. And now I got your team over here, this disgruntled team. And I would, I'd get them, I'd, I'd rally them, and I'd come up with incentives, and I'd get people smiling and laughing again, and whew, we'd turn their numbers around. And they did it to me again. You know, it was like, here you go. You're doing a good job. Go over here and fix this freaking mess. Well, that's what it can feel like in an environment where you're doing team balancing if you're not careful oh you're a good player here play with these two guys it's their first game ever play with these two these two you know individuals they uh (laughs) they've never they've never won a game before in their life you know and you've seen these players i mean i'm not being mean we all this is the way the world works okay at any given time you're playing a video game, there's potatoes and there's pros, and there's a lot of in-between. And it can start to feel like how I felt at that that call center where, oh, I'm doing a good job, so you're gonna make me you're gonna make me come over here and and help the you know the the scrub squad. Come on. You know, I feel like I'm being punished for being good. Uh, and so thankfully in my in, in in that in that particular call center the branch manager and the regional manager were well aware that i was the all-star they were like look we know you keep getting kind of shuffled and you don't feel like you get to take credit for your numbers but 
we we have this all on record. We can see that like numbers trend up and then we shift you and then numbers trend up and then we shift you. So thankfully, it wasn't like one of those awful corporate environments where people were just brain dead. They're like, why are your teams? Why are the numbers for your teams always bad? And it's like, because you keep moving me to a bad team. Um, so <laughs> now that obviously you're not going to get that level of comfort, uh, <laughs> in the crucible, no one's going to come down and be like, Hey man, we know you're suffering. We know you're doing the Lord's work here. You know, you're you keep getting put on these weak teams. Nobody's going to come and give you that consolation prize and that attaboy pat on the back. So team balancing has got to be done right, but it, it, it could definitely afford, uh, to be turned on to keep some of this from becoming just absolutely, uh, it, 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 like you're saying, like blowouts, and and I think team balancing in a six v six environment, I think team balancing would certainly help. Somebody sent me a snapshot, and it was absurd. It was like all six players were positive. The guy in sixth place was like a three KD, and then the rest of the team, it was like they were bots. It they were literal bots. Like you were playing against people who didn't have the controller plugged in, you know, and uh, it was bad. And so that that's an that's an example of team balancing, or that's an example of a six stack versus versus a bunch of solos, and it was just a shellacking. So, pulp comic. Should there be more freelance playlists, and could they be the best way to balance both skill-based matchmaking and connection-based matchmaking? My experience is that larger stacks can effectively invalidate both balancing techniques. Yeah, I mean, we just we just kind of touched on this. I think that the 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 big danger here is you're sl- now you're slicing everything really thin, so. You're, you're, you're having a pendulum swing between skill-based matchmaking and connection-based matchmaking. And instead of realizing that these are, these are, um, these are half measures or overreactions, instead of realizing that, you're like, oh, no, 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 I got it. Let's do solo playlists, okay? Your instinct is good, but I think your solution is bad, right? You have a good instinct to say, yeah, yeah solo playlists would really help here. No, you have a good instinct. Yep, solo players are having a hard time, but then your solution is a bad one, and I'll tell you why. We already have way too many playlists. It already fragments the player base. Uh, I checked on the numbers. Your daily crucible numbers are in the 500,000s. That's not very good. Uh, You want that to be closer to, you know, six to 700,000 numbers. So, you know, about a million playing PvE and about half that playing PvP. And uh, that is, that's probably in relation to um, some of the things that have been going on, you know, the cheating, the error codes, uh, there's no real incentive to grind crucible. <laughs> there's nothing there. Uh, you're just playing for the sake of playing. So now that might change in the fall because they're supposed to be doing those pursuit weapons and you can pursue them in crucible and that might help keep the numbers stronger. But in general, when you have a play, a player pool that is, I'm going to tell you that the Crucible play, player pool is less loyal and more volatile, okay? So you'll see a season start, boom, numbers are up, yeah, everybody's playing in a couple of weeks, woo, just down it goes. Because they're just less loyal, it's more volatile, and there's a couple of reasons why. Oh, you're saying we're not loyal? I'm not saying that as an insult, I'm just saying that as a matter of fact. If you look at the statistics and you look at the player base numbers, the Crucible player base is less loyal. The PvE player base has been way more rock solid and consistent and loyal to the franchise over the last five years. I'm not saying that as like a slam, just as a matter of that's the trend, okay? So that's the trend in the numbers. And that is because you can go and play 
Fortnite or Apex or Valorant. There's other options if you just want to grind out shooting bat shooting, you know, players all day, player versus player. There's other way places for you to go do that. You can't have the, the, the PvE experience in Destiny anywhere else. Shooting baddies, running patrols, public events, strikes, grinding bounties, you know, getting stuff, going for god rolls. You know, even the dungeon grind is so good, right? You can't get that experience anywhere else. So there's, a, there's, there's more of like almost like an automatic loyalty there. Also, a lot of the content and a lot of the grind and what you're doing is just, you know, it feels more tied to PvE. It's been that way for a long time. So, because I, I'm, I'm saying all that to make this point, because the player base tends to skyrocket and, and drop down in Crucible, you're going to make that worse if you start slicing up the player base with more solo playlists. I will say freelance in one mode, what is it? It's survival or elimination, or does it rotate? I can't remember. In any case... Having having one area with freelance, I think works. You start throwing that everywhere, and it's you need solo players to fill in gaps. Even more so in a six v six environment. Like I get it in a four v four environment, or I'm sorry, a three v three environment. Uh, you you don't necessarily need solos as much. You're either gonna stack up with your buds or just fly solo, right? In a 6v6 environment, you have so many different, like, amalgamations of, of, of team size. You have sixes, fives, fours, threes, and twos, and ones. I mean, all over the place. So, you need all those those different size uh, parties to fill in those gaps. And you're going to expedite a shrinking player pool if you overreact. That's why I feel like your instinct is good, but this is an overreaction. You start doing all these solo player lists, and now it's like your sixes and your doubles and your triples and your whoever, you and your buddies, just a couple of you want to play, you're not going to be able to find games. Solo players are the grease. I mean, they're keeping the wheels and the cogs turning. They're filling those gaps. I mean, at any given point, I want you, throughout a day, play five games of Crucible and take a picture of the, of the, of the lobby every time. All right, and then add up how many solo players are in there. All right, there's a lot of them. They really fill in a lot of gaps, and uh, man, you need them in there, or it's gonna hurt. And I don't think this is the right solution. I think there's other better solutions than this one. Doge, since there's a demand for solo queue matchmaking for six v six modes due to six stacks with from connection based matchmaking, should the four v four rotator countdown lockdown etc mode be removed to add space for solo queue mode as the four v four rotator mode? isn't played as other modes so this isn't bad because you're kind of tacking on to the last question you're saying all right so let's just get rid of 4v4 and make space for uh, solo queue but in light of everything i just said my concern would be you're not you're not solving for x okay so i created a problem you need solo players to keep matchmaking running smoothly the player base numbers are shrinking and that means connection that uh, matchmaking times tends to go a little bit longer and when you fragment the player base that's a problem, right? That's X. I'm presenting you with the problem. Your solution here to remove the 4v4 rotator, I don't think is a solution for X. You're not solving for X. Because the people that are going into the 4v4 rotator right now, they're not the solo players that are helping fill gaps in sixes. You would create an exodus uh, out of the 6v6 modes, and then the I think the player experience would suffer. So... I, I tend to think 
I tend to think there are better solutions than this, and I don't want to reset everything I just said about solo queue hurting the playlist. I think there should be less playlists. Now, listen, maybe you could get a solo queue playlist if they got rid of half of the dadgum hoppers. There's so many. At any given time, what is there, like eight or nine or something? And then when Trials is there, it's like ten? That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to choose from. I would be concerned that that's just going to if you add solo queue right now. So you're tracking in the right direction. If they're going to consider solo queue 6v6, um, they'd have to remove a bunch. The problem again is at any given time when you're playing in sixes, just see how many solos are in there and wonder if there's a mass exodus of solo players from sixes, would that hurt that playlist in a way that is worse than what's presently happening? Wouldn't it be better to have matchmaking algorithms that give a propensity for solos against solos and sixes against sixes instead of what you're suggesting? What I'm suggesting is a little bit more uh, in the middle. This seems more extreme. Next question from Astrid. How can Bungie keep bottom tier solo players from vacating the playlist? This is a great question because as as sort of a logical progression from everything I just said, therein lies one of the problems solo players that are on the lower end of the spectrum are going to be like I'm out of here and if you're honest if you're an average to above average player or higher don't lie and don't be dishonest about this you love the potatoes you love them you love to beat up on them you love to montage them i saw somebody in the discord saying i felt like frostbolt you know they <laughs> they're going in and they're they're cleaning ha- you're cleaning house you know you love the potatoes don't lie just be honest it's better to just own it <laughs> and uh, i love them too i love getting some of them doubles and triples cuz they're you know they're struggling to, to, to aim at a, at a barn, but you know, I say all that, but I also say, oh man, you don't want them to leave. You don't want them to leave. You need those players in there. And how do you keep them from leaving? So what I would do if I was Bungie, if I was able to do this, this is why I think ranked and unranked combined with a strong incentive to go play ranked is the right course of action. If you could get bad solo players to go into ranked, they would see the light. That's all you got to do. That's all you need is like a six month period where all your bad low tier solo players are given ranked to go and their eyes would be open. They'd be like, this is great. This is so much better. And then if you want to go play unranked and, you know, test your chops, see if you've gotten any better, maybe you have, you know, but you can always go into ranked and feel that sense of I'm playing against players at my skill level. So because of that, because of that, I I think that there, there is a, there's a potential to save solo players with what feels like a hardcore solution. Ranked and unranked, ranked especially, doesn't sound like a a, a casual solution. It's counterintuitive, but I believe, I believe a ranked playlist is the savior of the bad solo player. And it seems so backwards, but I'm telling you right now, 
the the alternative of what we're doing right now doesn't work. What are you going to do? You're going to sequester. Remember boot camp and Call of Duty? You're going to sequester them to boot camp because they have uh, uh, so many bad games in a row. Now, maybe that's the solution in the interim. This is not a long-term solution. I think ranked and unranked is a long-term solution, but maybe a solution in the interim is, hey, you've had you've had some bad games. We're going to put you in uh we're going to put you in a different f- funnel. It would say, "Hey, you know, you're having a rough go, Guardian. We're we're working we're working to get you a better game match." Okay, whew. And then they throw you in with uh <laughs> all of the other all the other struggling, you know, struggling Stanleys at the time, you know. <laughs> I'm always trying to come up with little names for these players. You know, hey, you're 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 struggling and we see that and we're going to throw you into a game, you know, a couple of games here. So what that would do is you're not completely taking like all the bad players and sucking them out of matchmaking. It's like, okay. <laughs> all right, you've had two or three bad games in a row. We're we're going to lighten things up here. Kind of like when it pops up and says, you know, we're shaking up the, you know, teams or whatever. Cuz one team trounces the other. I don't know if Bungie can come up with something like that in the interim. I, again, just continue to say the true one-size-fits-all, long-standing, long-term, excellent solution. The right solutions ranked and unranked. Brandon. Removing skill-based matchmaking seems to improve the experience for higher-tier players, allowing them to not have to be in sweat mode all the time. But would putting a few of those higher-tier players in a lobby with low-tier players improve or ruin the new lower-tier players' experience? This is where I believe the narrative, and I believe this is a false narrative, that the top tier players are ruining the experience uh, for other players. I actually don't agree with this narrative, and I, I'm going to tell you why. I got, a, I, I got a couple of reasons why. Number one, there aren't that many of them. There's less of them. Now, the problem is, at a given time they're playing more so they have a more permanent presence in the player pool they don't have a high quantitative presence but they're just you know they play more they're they're in there all day but i believe the math is in your favor there are way more average to above like average players above average and below average players that's a big fat middle i think that's where most of the player base resides and here's what i think happens a low-tier player can't distinguish between me and a tournament winner. They can't. They cannot distinguish between me and a tournament winner. Why? I'm an experienced player, and I'm going to beat them almost every gunfight. Okay? And the tournament winner is going to do the same thing. And the low-tier player can't discern the real difference between us. All they know is, that guy keeps killing me. That's all they know. This is why the narrative gets trotted out. You just these guys just ruin the playlist. He's sweaties, and they're losing to guys like me. It's like you're not losing to sweaties. You're not losing to top tier players. You're losing to an experienced player, and you're a bad player. That's just kind of the way that it goes. But again, as we said at the beginning of all of this, that's the fundamental challenge of any PvP game is. How do you keep that bad player from throwing the controller up in the air and being like, I don't want to do this. This is awful. And then everybody's experience degrades from that, by the way. As they leave, the player base shrinks and you run out of those lower skilled players. And now everyone says, man, it feels so sweaty in here. Well, 
the casuals have vacated there's nothing there's no potatoes left right and this happened uh, post rise of iron in trials of osiris so trials of osiris lands in rise of iron they get rid of the the ability for you to get new loot from the bounties and the casuals leave they're like this is pointless this is stupid one of the best decisions bungie ever made was creating uh, a route for casual players to get trials loot and so lots more people are playing trials so as soon as they vacated what everybody said it was like it was after iron banner because people were using the trials of osiris banners to level uh, bounties i'm sorry to level up iron banner landed and was so dumb you leveled up so fast from iron banner during rise of iron and as soon as iron banner was over trials just everyone's like it's sweaty it's laggy the matchmaking's taking forever yep the casuals left so everyone's like oh quit holding the hand of the casual player i mean i've said this before come on like skill-based matchmaking i'm so sick of this like stop holding the hand of the casual player (laughs) if you don't if you don't hold their hand enough they're just gonna walk away and then you're left with a, a smaller core of players matchmaking takes longer matches are sweatier and everyone feels like Man, I thought removing skill-based matchmaking was the holy grail. I thought this was going to fix things. It's sweaty again. What is happening? Here I am again on that one-string banjo. Ranked and unranked keeps that from happening. It keeps the player base in more of an equilibrium because the stacks are and the sweaties are not all in one place. They're 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 grinding out, you know, ranked. Give them a, give them a good reason to and they'll grind ranked. Okay? So now they're in their own little world. They're over here. They're in their they're in their upper echelon sweat box. They're not in the lower echelons of ranked, so that helps too. And they're also not hanging out in unranked all day. So a player base hits more of an equilibrium. And then likely, the most likely you know, uh, result here is more people play for for longer into a given season. Because you give them a reason to with ranked, good rewards, good cool things, make them look awesome like this armor or something. And that's a reason to grind it out. That's a reason to keep pushing. Uh, and if they do, if they were to do that, I think you wouldn't see this, this player-based degradation happening. And I don't think removing skill-based matchmaking or putting it back in, I don't, you're never going to get the response that you want. Because you're always going to have people that are like, nah, pff, I hate this, I'm out. Hardcores do it, casuals do it. The question is, how can you keep both people happy? That's why I think ranked and unranked is the true solution. Moave uh, Monk. Should they revisit playlist structure similar to Halo 3, ranked versus unranked, uh, with clear rank symbols attached with player skill level? Bungie seemed to have this so right and somehow went so wrong with the current offerings uh, in Destiny. Sadly, Moave Monk has been very dedicated to submitting questions as a patron and uh, can't see my video because we're not doing these live right now. In this interim period, we're recording these. So, yes. <laughs> I love this question in here because this is a paying patron that wants to be a part of Q&A. And so, uh, yep. They need to go back to that. And this is something that they're getting right. I think they're getting this right in Valorant. And I think something like this definitely needs to come to Destiny. This isn't really up for debate anymore. I really don't think so. I think the true 
listen september franchise turns corner great in year four if you're on the crucible team your job is to come up with ranked and unranked like that's your job the evolution of crucible will never ever get beyond this rut Ugh. Turn it back off. Rut. Ugh. Turn it back on. Rut. Like we just keep tipping over into a rut. That will not stop unless they do the work and they put in the time and they come up with a ranked and an unranked system. At this point, it is the only way forward for this 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 experience to evolve beyond where it's kind of stuck. So it feels like a flat tire. It's like, oh yeah, they removed it. Thud. Oh man, nobody's playing. This is sweaty. Oh, they turned it back on. Yay, here come the casuals. Oh, boom. Oh, I hate this. I'm leaving. You know, all the hardcores leave. It's a flat tire. It, 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 there, it doesn't, it, you're, you're offering a solution that has like this underbelly of weakness that always comes back around on itself. And this is why a true evolution would be ranked and unranked. It's not reactionary. It's more proactive. The holy, uh, the whole syringe says Iron Banner has been very high player numbers with the removal of skill based matchmaking. Do you expect this to continue, or should we expect player base to dwindle uh, as low and average skill players tired of being stomped by the high skill players? I don't know if I can endorse the back half of your question. We're getting a lot of mixed responses, but I will say this: Iron Banner has always kind of had like a a surge of of people playing. So I think it's twofold. People are like, hey, it's Iron Banner. It's a reason to come play. Um, they brought back two weapons and gave them random rolls, and one apparently is insane. I think both have been hailed as very strong, but at least I know the sidearm people are saying is, is nuts. So um, because of that, I think Iron Banner caused the interest, and then I think the uh, removal of skill-based matchmaking caused interest. Don't underestimate the power of a change creating intrigue and interest. That doesn't mean that it's the right decision. Okay, people are always like, you know, Lono, you cite the player base numbers. It doesn't mean Bungie's doing the right thing with the game. Well, I sample the player base numbers for months and seasons to, to enumerate patterns of player loyalty. One week of an Iron Banner surge, I don't think is necessarily a a causal form of reasoning. Oh yeah, they removed skill-based matchmaking. Look, it was the right decision. Look at the player-based numbers. Wait until next time. You know, people might be like, that sucked. I don't want to do that again. You know, and don't underestimate the power of loot. People see these YouTube videos. They see people talking about this weapon's nuts. Oh my gosh, God roll. And then everybody starts playing and trying to get it. The power of loot incentive is, uh, is strong enough to override a bad experience. I mean, we do this when we grind nightfalls or the skeleton key grind the skeleton key grind in d1 wasn't very good but we did it because <laughs> we wanted the loot hex do you think those who went hard in iron banner in its first iteration of the season will be back given many have gotten all the roles that they wanted well i mean this is one of the reasons why armor grind is so important you know you set your sights on a weapon and a weapon roll for a given week you know, and you finally get the one that you want, good for you. Next time, maybe you're able to focus on something else. So this is where the two, you know, two of my kind of, uh, two of my token buzzwords are intentionality and generosity. 
I think if those two things are banging on the right cylinders, then people would say, I get to chase the weapon I want for an entire week, get the roll that I want. And then the next time they come back, maybe they're chasing high stat armor. Maybe they're chasing a particular piece of armor or one of the other weapons. Empowering players to chase the stuff that they want is absolutely key to engagement longevity. Everybody always thinks, oh, but man, you let people get the god rolls, they're going to stop playing. That's not true. When the menagerie was glitched, what did you do? You got the god roll you wanted, and you're like, well, I'm going to go play Spider-Man. No, you're like, got the god roll that I wanted. Let me get another one. Let me get a god roll on this gun. Let me get a god roll on that gun. Let me get some good armor. You don't stop. And that's one of the keys with Iron Banner, I think. Oh, man, I finally got the god roll that I wanted. Well, (laughs) I'm going to go play something else. No, you'll set your sights on something else. Slewfoot. Since the infrastructure of our internet service companies has been stressed over the past few months, I've noticed players with poor connection quality in PvP playlists. With the removal of skill-based matchmaking, has it been definitely confirmed it was replaced with connection-based? Well, there's not much else to play, you know, replace it with. That's, you know, those two are sort of, it's one or the other, right? The core elements of matchmaking is connection-based, Okay. At its, at its core, when a game is trying to put you into a game with another person, it's connection-based. They're going to search your region first, find people in the region, find people with good connections, and throw them all together, okay? The removal of skill-based matchmaking is essentially, there's no other, you know, qualifiers in the algorithm. Now, there could be some that maybe aren't working all that well because it, usually they're trying to match solos against solos and stacks against stacks and they're trying to balance the teams but that may not be working they may be fiddling with things in the background we don't know they haven't said much so small king how is your iron banner crucible experience with the removal of skill based matchmaking so far i left this question cuz again if, if folks are going to pay to submit questions, I'm going to find a way to answer your question. This is a little bit different than taking random questions in, in, a, in a live chat environment. We would get like 50 questions in five minutes. I didn't play, but I did along uh, it was like seven or eight months ago when they turned it off. And when they turned off skill-based matchmaking and I played a sampling of 16 games, uh, I can tell you what my experience was because we went back and we looked at the stats from all those games. None of the games were in... Well, no, I I take that back. Two or three were blowouts, and the rest of them were moderately close. Now, they weren't sweat all the way to the end, because in skill-based matchmaking, my experience would be we'd have one or two strong games, and then every game after that, it would be like, everybody, you're always within a point of winning. Every fight feels like it's almost a trade, right? (laughs) And so it's like, oh, we're ahead, they're ahead, we're ahead, they're ahead, we're ahead, they're... Oh, it's, it's awful. In this instance, we had two or three blowouts. You know, so 16 matches. Let's say there were three blowouts. Then of the 13 games that when we went and looked at, each team had strong, medium, and bad players. I'm not kidding. It was like, it just kind of happens that way. An equilibrium sort of naturally happens. Now, maybe there was better team balancing back then. I've seen some screenshots recently. I'm like, holy moly. Um... But sometimes it's just bad luck. Sometimes Team B is getting beat up. And Team B is actually not that bad. But they just, they get in a rut in the first minute or two and can't climb out of it, right? Especially on certain maps, you can start to run the spawns. 
So even though Team B on paper should have put up a better fight, they don't. They get demoralized in the first 60 seconds, couple of bad spawns, couple of bad runs, and they mentally throw in the towel. So sometimes there's there's flukes in the system because you're dealing with the psychology of players. You're dealing with the, you know, somebody puts the controller down to answer the door and get their pizza. So you start five to six and two of the players just keep feeding and flipping spawns and then you come back and you're just demoralized. Well, on paper, the team should have performed much better team balancing can't save you every time so in my experience we went back and we looked I literally showed the stats on stream I'm like look each team has you know one or two really strong KDs two in the middle and two at the bottom it was nuts it was like perfect equilibrium every time it was like come on this is not this is not just you know oh but you're you're picking such a small sampling Lono oh come on I played this game for five years and every time skill based matchmaking is on I have the same experience one or two strong games and then sweat 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 close game close game close game close game and I tend to go from you know first, first and second game I'm in first or second place on the team and then I slowly drop over time why because I'm going up against harder and harder players because it's like oh you had a couple of good games here's a bunch of tough players and I have people on my team that are doing well and pulling in those you know those really hard players as well so I I would say I've not played I didn't really have the time or desire to jump into Iron Banner and Crucible and experiment with this but that was my experiment in the past when they turned it off and I'm seeing a lot of testimony right now from people that's very similar to that uh, that experience that I had nerf the removal of skill based matchmaking seems like the first step in an attempt to balance the PvP sandbox in your mind how can Bungie push this forward and continue to improve it could you see PvP moving to something like locked loadouts or Halo style playlist hoppers I'm going to answer the back half of your question first with a very strong no I, I don't think they will ever go to locked loadouts or like a Halo style where you just, these are the set weapons. Now, they do that with Scorch. That's kind of like, you know, Halo Rockets, right? You go in and it's everybody's running around with Scorch cannons. I I think there's room for gimmicky playlists like that. You know, yeah, maybe there's a, I don't know, a sidearm playlist or something where everybody gets the same sidearm. That might be kind of cool. Um, I, I don't know if we want to overbake this cake, though. I think that the Destiny formula in PvP is at its best when it's two teams running around with guns, supers, and grenades. Like, that's just, that's destiny. And so, and locked loadouts doesn't jive with the psychology of a destiny player. The mental, like, outlook of of a destiny player is, I got this awesome stuff, I want to use it, and then if you're like, no, 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 when you come in here, you can't. That sort of short circuits the trajectory the trajectory of a, of a destiny's player's experience is play get stuff use stuff and playing is the means by which you get the stuff and you're going to short circuit that by being like yeah i know you played a bunch and i know you got a bunch of stuff but you got to use this that's why the the locked loadouts the curated loadouts in uh in uh oh he <laughs> gets chroma keyed my little yoda that's why they get um the, the curated loadouts for the raids just were not celebrated. They weren't really well received and they've never done it again. I can't see them doing that. Now, when you say, is this the first step in an attempt to balance the sandbox? You got to understand something. Skill-based matchmaking and connection-based matchmaking has nothing to do with the sandbox. The sandbox is is the term we use that encompasses everything. The power, 
and longevity of supers, the power and the strength of our abilities, and then the power and the lethality of weapons. That's the sandbox. And so the sandbox team is always working on figuring out how to keep things in check and hammer down the outliers. Because you always have these things that just come out of nowhere and those outliers need hammered down. That doesn't really have anything to do with the the network team and the matchmaking team coming up with ways to think through connection-based and skill-based matchmaking. So those aren't really related. Um, so I hope that's a good enough answer to your question. I, I know it's kind of a bummer to be like, should they do this thing? And I'm like, absolutely not, no. But I do think the player base would would largely agree with me about the locked loadout thing in general my comeback has always been a little bit harsh on this and this is kind of what i've said if you want to play halo go play halo right halo infinite's right around the corner so if you want a game with lock loadouts and you want a game with set weapons there's a lot of those games out there you go play valorant you know and uh, obviously there's the econ element of valorant but still if that's what you want there's plenty of games that do that. Destiny offers something different, and if you start ripping the Destiny out of Destiny, you're going to be left with a a quasi-not-great Halo clone, right? Have you ever seen those movies where they clone somebody and they're just... Clone's not quite right. <laughs> you know, they're kind of, you know, their eyes go in the wrong direction, and they're they're kind of deformed, and they maybe they can't talk right, you know? It's like, well, this is this is clearly a clone of that guy over there, but... Something ain't right here. And that's what it would look like. It would be like, well, this is a clone of Halo, kind of. And it just isn't that good. Um, Do you want a mediocre Bush League thrown together Halo experience in Destiny? Or do you want them to refine the Destiny experience? I would say refine the Destiny experience. Don't try and hijack Destiny to create a quasi-Halo. I know that sounds harsh, but like, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Uh, Zenext. Uh, that, that, this will probably be covered in the introduction since the perception is that the hardcore PvP community prefers connection based over skill based for most game types and is very happy with the change. Won't bringing back skill based or creating a new space for casual players to use skill based be a net negative to the PvP community? This is a really great insight into the pendulum swing. You exhaust the player base with never feeling like the game is on its on its feet right it's like we're going over here we're doing this and we're getting rid of that everyone's like yay and there's other people on the other side that are like this sucks and then they're like okay sorry we're gonna go go back to doing it this way and everyone's like yay and then the people that were happy are like this sucks this is the pendulum swing of destiny this is what i call reactionary bungee the best bungee is proactive bungee armor 2.0 bungee um you know thinking through the the dungeon i think the dungeon the current dungeon and the and the loot grind in there that's proactive bungee okay so hardcore players want to grind they want to loot uh but we don't want to give them too much loot and so they come up with a holistic solution you know this is the drops for the week you can't get everything but you can get the things that you want like try to get the Ikelos shotgun this week it's what drop are you you know you're not you're, you're getting armor and everything else like that's proactive bungee the the pendulum swing of skill based yay no skill based yay skill based yay that pendulum swing is reactive bungee well they don't like it take it out well these guys don't like it put it back in and then you're gonna get seasick so 
That's why in my video, I was just like, man, the, 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 neither of these are full, fully orbed holistic solutions. Ranked and unranked is with a strong incentive for both hardcores and casuals to actually go into ranked. Ranked and unranked doesn't work if casual Carl never goes into ranked. If he never goes in there and and gets to reap the benefits of being like, oh, it's ranking me according to my skill. I'm two, you know, two spuds above a potato and I'm playing against all these other spuds, right? Like if he never gets to experience that, and I'm not saying that to be mean, that we love these people. We need these people. We need the guy who props his feet, is drinking a beer and gets a handful of kills a game, right? He, he doesn't care. He's just using what he's, what Ludi's got. He loves to do his super once a game. Right? We, you love these people. I love them. I don't want them to go anywhere. I'm not insulting them, but they're not good at the game. They're, they're not a high tier player. And that's why you, you, you want to keep them around. They grease the wheels. They keep things dynamic. Do you only want to play against top tier players and sweaties? Do you want to shove all these casuals out? No, we certainly don't. So you need them and that's why i don't think this pendulum swing is as you're saying it's a it's a net negative long term you're always making bob happy and ticking off tim right and then you make tim happy and you make bob unhappy like we i feel like we're always in this 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 situation instead of putting them side by side and saying all right guys i have a solution that'll make both of you happy right hitman Lono, do you feel that the PvP player base is spread too thin by how many playlists we have? Yep, I've, I've, I've mentioned that a little bit earlier. It seems that maybe if there were less playlists, it would grab players from a larger pool of skill variety, and do you think playlists ultimately don't have much of an effect on anything? Oh man, this is a good insight. I didn't even consider this. We t- we've already talked about this, right? Like, you're thinning out the player pool. There's too many hoppers. There's too many options, and that thins out the player pool. That makes matchmaking take longer. This is another really great insight. If you're funneling more players if, in, into, a, into a, a game mode, if there's more people in there, there's a greater pool of skill variety in there. This is a really, really good I- I- insight into why I think they should strip down how many playlists there are. Uh, because, listen, if the, if, the, if the casuals feel like there's nowhere for me to go, they'll just kind of stop playing. When hardcores feel like, oh, I don't like this playlist or that playlist, they generally, excuse me, they generally feel like they can go somewhere, right? Casuals kind of feel like, if I can't go here, I can't go anywhere. That over there is too sweaty. That over there is too hard. I don't want to do trials and, you know, Iron Banner is power enabled or whatever. Like, there's a host of reasons why the casual might be like, if I can't go into here, I'm out. And this is why the fuller the funnel, the better the experience for all the players. So this is, I think this is a great insight from Hitman that the the larger, the more people you put together, the more diverse the skill representation is going to be. Never mind with the next question. Do you think the classic mix would be a good place to allow casual players to use skill-based matchmaking and not be fed to the stacks of top-end players while accessing their pinnacle reward or do you think chum for the sharks is all low skill players should be expected to in the dbt the d2 pvp experience this is exactly why i think ranked and unranked is a solution and and listen your suggestion i got news for you it wouldn't work all that well it, and i'll tell you why half the player base wouldn't even go into that playlist 
right? So all you're going to do, and this is related to the last question, all you're going to do is slice off the bottom 20% that just they know they're not very good, and they're all going to go into the skill-based matchmaking area. So that's a limited player pool. Matchmaking times and lag probably wouldn't be all that great. And now you've just removed a lot of the, the wheel grease that's needed in the other playlist. Related to what Hitman just said, if you're a low-tier player, you are not chum for the sharks if the playlist is full and vibrant and you're getting thrown in the matches really quickly. You have a rough game, no big deal. You know, one of the reasons that I always felt like Fortnite and and PUBG were so addicting is you die and you're literally right back in another game. They're really, really smart about that. They throw everybody into that, like, pre-lobby lobby. So you're not, like, sitting there like, huh, <sighs> I lost. Now I gotta sit here and wait and stew and get angry. No, you're like, up. Ah, next game. Let's go. Next game. Where are we dropping, boys? Where are we dropping? Like, that I think is one of the reasons that the Battle Royale format became so addicting. There's, there's almost no buffer in between jumping back in, so the sting is quickly gone. It's the difference between a bee sting and a bullet wound. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, ooh. It's like, ah, that hurt. All right, let's get back in. Whew, we got all the way to the end, Dad Gummit, and we lost. You know, and when you lose and you get thrown back into a lobby and have to wait forever, that's like a bullet wound. You're like, oh, that hurts. I got to sit here and wallow in it, and it's going to take forever, and I'm mad. And now me and my teammates are arguing. It, if they could get to a place where you lose and you're jumping right back into another game, I think that's another thing that helps with the, the psychology of the PvP experience. I don't want to overstate it, but I really do think that's one of the winning formulas of a BR. Is it's like, dang it! Right back into another game. Alright, where are we dropping? <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing next? You know, and this is why people prefer game modes where there's no respawn timer. Oh, that guy got me! And you gotta sit there and watch a counter, and you're like, waiting for the round to be over. Come on, dude! Just get over there and die so I can play again! <laughs> you know? Get in there! And this is why people prefer that. Like, I'm dead. Oh, back in it. All right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm back, I'm back. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, I died again. All right, come on. I'm back, I'm back. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And if if that experience could be replicated in a match-to-match feeling, then I think the casuals would feel more like, oh, that was a bit of a bee sting. That was a rough game. Let's jump into another one. This is why as Hitman indicated earlier, I think there's a lot of benefits to a very full and fast-matching funnel. You know, BRs. Everybody's playing. There's so many people playing. That's why you can just jump into another lobby like that. You know, they just... The the player base just swells and mushrooms. And it's like, I'm dead. I'm back in. I'm dead. I'm back in. And so... This is this is why if you start to slice it up, you're you're making an existing problem worse. Everything I've just talked about gets worse if you have nine hoppers to choose from, and each of those nine hoppers has like a solo playlist or a skill-based matchmaking option. It's like for frick's sake, there you know five hundred thousand people play in a twenty-four hour period. You're taking you know twenty thousand players or thirty thousand players, and you're slicing them up super thin. Man, it just doesn't work. So, instinct here is good to say, 
Ah, what a bad experience this can lead to. Your instinct is good. Your solution will make things worse. And and this is why I think trimming down the playlists would be an automatic quality of life improvement in relation to what Hitman said. All right. Way less playlists, so now there's way more people in this playlist. There's a greater likelihood I'm going to run into people that are in and around my skill level. Right? It helps with that. And it also helps with the bee sting versus the bullet wound. Ah, we lost. Well, it already found us another game. Whoop, here we go. There's something about that that just feels better. You're like, ah, oh, let's go. Let's jump into another game. Let's go. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Why do you think guys that play trials get the win or the loss and they immediately pull up the director and they requeue? They just want to jump into the next game. They don't want to sit and, and wait. They do that even when they win. Tinkmaster. Uh, my biggest gripe about the removal of skill-based matchmaking has been that those moments when I'm being stomped are much harder to learn than the dual losses experienced in skill-based matchmaking. Do you think Bungie needs to do something to provide lower-skilled players with a place to stretch their wings other than comp? Even as someone who's gone from being afraid of PvP to regularly ending up at or near the top of the lobby, my percentage of matches left in frustration goes way up with connection-based matchmaking in place. I let questions like this stay because I think for and it, 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 it barely, it doesn't even fit into the box over there. <laughs> he wrote a bit of a book, but I let it stay. And here's why. Um, I'm spending more time on the questions because we're getting less because this is a, this is a more curated environment. So the quality and my responses can be better and more substantive. We're not getting a bunch of questions at once. Also, with this particular topic at hand, I think it's really good for people to see both ends of the spectrum. There are people that are experiencing this pendulum swing of skill-based matchmaking being removed, and they're experiencing it in a really bad way. And if you're having a great time, I want to put this in your lap and be like, okay, but we're not really, we haven't arrived yet, okay? I'm glad you're having a good time, but that's anecdotal, all right? That doesn't mean we've arrived at the right choice here. And... It, it's it's like you guys love my food analogies you got 100 people coming over and you do an all meat buffet well people that don't eat meat are gonna be like this sucks I can't eat anything people that love meat are gonna be like this is the best party ever right okay their enjoyment of your party is not a checkbox of like what a success that was we should do that again no all your friends that are vegetarians were hungry the whole time and angry at you <laughs> so and if you flip it and you're like, all right, all right, all right, okay, come on back. A week later, you throw another party and it's all vegetables and no meat. All your all your meat-eating friends are going to say, what the heck? You set our expectations with the last party. What is this? And then all your rabbit friends are going to be like munching away thinking like, this is the best party ever. So... I let testimonies like this stay in this particular discussion, and that's why I approached my video in the way that I did. There's problems with both, okay? Stop being on the pro-skill-based matchmaking team. Stop being on the anti-skill-based matchmaking team. Join the real team of pro-Guardian, pro-Destiny experience. Give us a real solution, Bungie. Quit punting and giving us half measures that kicks dirt in the face of one player while the other gets to gets to run into and, and play in the in the in the cool waters on the beach. Like you, we've got to have a less reactive solution here. So 
And, and Bungie can look at the player base numbers and the experiences of players and say, okay, in a given week, how many people are quitting after two games? Okay, is that, okay, and then you get a number. Is that number higher than it was before? If you get, oh yeah, holy moly, then you have an answer. You have a lot of people jumping in, playing a game or two and be like, oh, forget this. This is awful. I'm out of here. And that can have uh, negative returns. Because you're thinking, this is great. It's not going to be great in a couple of weeks if the player base dwindles to the point that then you're in another non-casual, slow matchmaking, laggy sweat box. The thing you thought you were being saved from is going to rear its head in a couple of weeks because I don't believe this is a long-term solution. I hate skill-based matchmaking. I absolutely hate it. I don't think it's a good solution. But its removal, its removal is not a long-term solution. It simply isn't. So we need, we need a better, more proactive, more holistic solution because what we're in right now is a honeymoon phase for the top half of the player pool. And that top half of the player pool is going to be like, this is great. This is so awesome. And then in a couple of weeks, they're going to be like, this, this kind of isn't awesome because all, the, all the, 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 low half, the low half of the player pool, I think, is going to uh, leave over time because of this. Eastfoot. As a solo player, I found matching up against clans or grouped players happen a lot more often and cause a lot of mercy losses. Do you think adding a solo queue to Iron Banner would be the ideal solution or would it split the player base? The record number of players indicated by connection-based matchmaking is not changing anytime soon uh, but may provide the player base with additional solo playlists. I've not been monitoring the player base numbers, but I didn't see any record numbers um, when I checked it today. You know, I saw about 500,000 players uh, playing. Um, so, as I said to another question earlier, the surge in player base numbers could have been related to two things. Number one, the weapons. Oh man, there's weapons. There's these new weapons. They're getting, re- you know, they're getting uh, remixed and re- random rolls. And the removal of skill based matchmaking creates a lot of interest. Oh my gosh, let's go play. The long-term test would be, what about next time? Um, just based on the the responses I'm seeing being mixed, I think you'll have a decline over time, as I said to the question just before yours. So, and we've already talked about the first half of your question. Now, we're not doing this live, so Eastfoot had no idea I was going to go off on those tangents, but there have to be protections. You should not be having that experience. If they're if they're having really high numbers of players playing, then the odds and the math should be in your favor. They should be able to find you teams of solos to play against, not a bunch of stacks and mercies. A, listen, if you get mercyed one time, alarm bells should go off, and you should be basically like, "Hang on a minute, everybody that just got mercyed, we got to find them a solo team to go against." What the heck just happened here? You know. You should, you should be immediately like, okay, <laughs> you know, a little message should pop up. Mercies are not the ideal player solution. We're going to try and find you a better match. Okay. Whew. All right. Let's see what you got, Bungie, you know? Um, and so there needs to be, there needs to be solo versus stack protections put into place. I don't think anybody, 
I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. E- even the really high-skilled players that hate skill-based matchmaking, even they would admit, you-, you can't be throwing solos against a stack. It's stupid. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. You're just meatballing through the map, all of you together. Go to the spawn, kill them all. Go to the next spawn, kill them all. Go to the next spawn. Pop your super, feed me an orb. Pop my super, feed you some orbs. It's ridiculous. Like, you can't do that. It's not... Nobody... That's... I mean, that's... Listen, it's fun, but it there's it's not there's nothing there's nothing long long lasting about that, right? That's like bumper cars. You go, you give your little ticket to the guy, and it's greasy and it stinks, and you're like, yeah, this is fun, <laughs> but there's no thought behind it. It's mindless. It's not the same as going and riding like souped up, you know, go karts where you got to wear like the neck brace and the helmet, you know. But, shellacking a team like that's like bumper cars yeah it's fun but do you want to do that for 10 games in a row do you want to ride bumper cars 10 times in a row no if there's bumper cars and there's a really really elaborate go-kart course where you gotta sign a waiver and wear a helmet and put a neck brace on and there's steering and there's turns and there's all these different things you gotta do I would think somebody that enjoys racing and enjoys that type of fun would be like I wanna go do the go-karts Bumper cars, huh, that's fun. Let's go do that. You know, let's take the kids over. It'll be fun. Me and my buddies, you know, we've had a couple brews. We're going to bounce into each other and ha ha ha. But you're not going to do it 10 times in a row. That to me is what a mercy feels like. It's like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> like, that wasn't even challenging. We're just running over these guys, just blasting them into oblivion. That If that's happening, that needs to be super infrequent. That's not there's no depth there that's just a that's just a throwaway game kind of a thing and listen listen on paper again as i said earlier team b that gets mercied they maybe should have put up a better fight but sometimes the first 60 seconds just sets the stage you get a bad start um you know you're you get a bad start things aren't going well and people kind of mentally throw in the towel and it gets worse from then on out you know Darksider, with the perception of losses being more important than the amount of losses or wins, could this change the future uh, and cause a decline of players as losing with a point difference of nearly 90 points in score feels far worse than a close loss with 20 point difference? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're driving at. Like, if the if if going to this format creates bigger deficits when there's a loss isn't that more painful than the close loss i i i tend to agree with you however i don't want to play 10 games in a row where it comes down to oh man who's gonna win oh that guy popped his super got a triple they won it's like did they really win right (laughs) it's like how satisfying do you want to watch we all we all miss football right we all miss football right now do you want to watch five football games in a row on sunday where it's touchdown 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 back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth it's tied 21 to 21 with four seconds left on the clock and he kicks a field goal they win the game all right you're like oh okay What if every game on Sunday ended that way? Would you be like, oh, dude, it was so close. It was so intense. No. No, you wouldn't say that. That's boring. That's just, that's just, it's a shooting gallery. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Oh, 
comes down to possession at the end field goal win that's that's one of the most unsatisfying ways for a game to end it's like well who was the better team i don't know they basically scored the same amount of points they basically were mirror image of images of each other the entire time and it came down to one possession and one good pass completion to get within field goal range and that's the way the game is determined that's what close game after close game after close game after close game in the crucible feels like you don't even feel even when you win the difference between winning and losing is like i can't really tell the difference it's like i win i trade i win i trade like the guns the gunfights are all so dead even and the score is dead even when you win or you lose you you can barely tell the difference because you're like i don't know it, it was it was a static experience. It felt like it, it felt like the same thing for ten minutes, and then something happened in the last ten seconds of the game to determine the winner. <laughs> you know, you you need you need some of those runaway games to be like, oh man, that was a good game, dude. We got the lead and we maintained it, and we just kept pushing. We had good map control. You know, holy moly, we got we got blown out. Woo! Wow, that was rough. All right, let's get into the next game. There's no, there's just no dynamics to the static, you know, neck and neck game. Now, when those happen periodically, they stand out. Oh, dude, we were playing last night, had a couple of good wins, but man, we went up against this team and they rallied. They came back and it came down to the wire. Whew, that was a good game. It's like one football game out of five ending in that way, it's a bit of a nail biter. It's like, oh my gosh. But if you watch four games in a row that were just like that, the fifth game you'd be like, I am freaking sick of this. It, It's just trading points on the board and then somebody kicks a ball at the end. Yay! You know? And so that's why th- those tight winner by a hair games stand out more when they're not so normative. It's like, what on earth? Like, I, every game is a tournament every game is a winner you know winner loser winner loser it's like you know <laughs> jerry seinfeld does that in his one stand-up i'm telling you for the last time he's like amazing you know gold medal everybody's talking about him never heard of him <laughs> and uh it's a funny bit and that's what i think of here so I don't disagree with you that getting blown out is like really, really unappealing, but neither is playing a 10 tight games in a row. I would rather have one or two blowouts where I'm on the receiving end of it sometimes and one or two blowouts where I'm on the winning team. And then, you know, a couple other games along a spectrum where, yeah, it's kind of close, but you know, we maintained a lead or oh, I was kind of close, but they maintained their lead. And then you have that one really tight game that comes down to the last second. Again, I feel like that game stands out more when it's not so normative. Poro on head. How many times do we have to bounce back and forth between skill-based matchmaking and connection-based matchmaking before the community decides what it wants? Didn't everyone freak in year three of D1 when they added it back in? Well, see... I almost feel like I need to do a video about this. What what often feels like is a schizophrenic, right? Is or somebody with multiple personalities, okay? If you've ever seen the movies or the portrayals of people with multiple personalities, sometimes the Destiny community can feel like that. 
you got a guy sitting in a chair that's like, I really want pizza. And you're like, okay. All right. You bring out the pizza. You set it down. And he's like, I didn't want pizza. I wanted biscuits. And you're like, wait a minute. Who is this? What's happening right now? That's the way the Destiny community can feel like sometimes. You know, we, everybody rallies to the forms. We hate skill-based matchmaking. Get rid of it. And so they get rid of it. And all those people get quiet and they go play. And they're like, this is awesome. And then another group of people shows up and they're like, hey, we locked it. Put it back in. Two different people, two different groups of people, two different camps in the community. It's like a person with two personalities. And so it can feel like, what does the community want? This is basically the ongoing uh, pendulum swing of Destiny with respect to, this happens with weapon balance, this happens with exotic tuning and super balance, there are people that think Antius Wards is w- was totally fine and didn't need touched um, I, I think these people probably drool on their own shirts and ruin their, you know, controllers with Cheeto dust, but, but there were people that thought Antius Wards was totally fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, you know, that's fine. Leave it alone. It's great as they, you know, win every fight on a corner because of an exotic, not because of skill. Um, yeah, I said it. You know, they thought it was fine. And then there were people that are like, are you kidding me? This has got to be one of the most disgustingly broken exotics in the history of the game. You know, pre-nerfed one-eyed mask. Yeah. Needed, needed addressed, right? Prometheus lens. <laughs> when they had the laser tag weekend the, but you, you're, you're always going to have those people that are like nah man this is fine I like this and so this is this has been a debate and this has been a mark of uh, of tension in the Destiny community for five years it'll never go away and here's why it doesn't bother me and it doesn't ruffle my feathers it means people are playing and they're passionate they're dedicated and they're loyal If you're going to clamor to Reddit, Twitter, forums, or whatever, and you're going to rant and rave about a given topic or a given thing that you like or don't like, that comes from a place of passion. So the trick for Bungie is figuring out how to do it in a way that doesn't wear out the player base or overswing. And so right now, it probably feels like an overswing to some people. They're like, this is terrible. I can't have any good games. Why do I keep banging on the drum of ranked and unranked? Because I feel like it is a more, you know, it's more of a, a getting on the razor of like, this is what we need instead of falling into these ditches. Because right now it might feel like, oh no, this is great. No, no skill-based matchmaking, but I'm telling you what, it's going to tilt, 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 and it's going to fall into a ditch because people will stop playing, player-based numbers will go down, and then you'll start having a bad experience again and being like, what, did they turn it back on? Did they, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think they turned it back on. No, there's 400,000 people playing, and they're all at a higher skill level, so it's going to feel like it's suddenly turned back on. It's just going to tilt. It's going to fall into that ditch. Ranked and unranked is like, the guy on the high wire all of a sudden is given a rod and it's got a bucket on each side and he can kind of 
it, it kind of tilt. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Hardcore players are going over here. They're wanting to grind ranked. Okay, that's making it a little bit lighter over here for unranked. Oh, this is equilibrium. This is balanced. This is more evenly distributed. People aren't throwing in the towel and leaving. And as I said, the only way this works is if you get the lower skilled players to embrace the idea that ranked is a good thing and can be their savior. So right now you just keep jumping up on the high wire and you got a, 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 a propensity and a lean like you're leaning to the right it's like yeah dude no skill based matchmaking here we go and then eventually you, he, that guy's gonna tilt and fall off the wire and everyone's gonna be like oh this sucks again so I'm gonna keep banging on that drum and encouraging everybody else to start banging on that drum stop going after each other on the forums and on reddit and start teaming up and saying alright Bungie these guys hate skill based matchmaking we love it we're on the same team now and we're looking at you for a better solution I've continued to say one of the worst things we do as a community is we get tribalistic and we choose sides rather than linking arm in arm and saying give us a better solution Bungie cause this one ain't it and I think that's what we need to do in this particular situation. Wolverine, with the last question. With the removal of skill-based matchmaking in playlists such as Control, it has decreased the sweat level to a degree. Do you believe a more in-depth look is needed in regards to the Trials playlist, i.e. separating each weekend's playlist with people who have already achieved Flawless for that given weekend and those who have not? So this gets suggested a lot it really really does um and before i answer this question i want to encourage everybody if you've enjoyed today's q a and you want to submit questions like all these great people have done please go to patreon.com forward slash sntr presents patreon.com forward slash sntr presents to become a patron five bucks a month gets you into my discord and you can submit questions just like they did uh if you do the 15 a month vip you get access early uh so that way if you're worried about repeat questions you can get in there before everybody else and submit we even have really high tiers where you can make me do a video about a given subject or join me as a co-host so please be sure to visit that site to support me directly uh while we're in this kind of interim period and i still i still want to make content and talk with you so back to the question a lot of people have suggested this well I shouldn't have to face somebody who's gone flawless five times um why (laughs) why not uh (laughs) I understand your pain but I don't agree with your complaint right um so if you go to a boxing gym and you are trying to become good at boxing You've got the speed bag and the heavy bag and you've got a trainer uh, and you get all these things you can do. And then over there is the sparring ring. That's for the big boys, right? Going over and jumping in the sparring ring and getting your bell rung, I'm going to be like, wow, I see your pain. I I sympathize with it. I empathize with it. Yeah, I, I sparred with that guy last week. It hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you to stand up and say, well, this isn't fair. I... Can't you put somebody else in here that's not very good? Can I box the janitor? Right? You're like, you're asking something of the environment that it's not it's not set up for. Trials is not set up for you to get into the ring and be like, ha, let's go. This isn't gonna be hard at all. No. It at its best, it should feel like that for at least a game or two. If the funnel is full, you should be running into the likelihood, right? 
you should be running into lower skilled teams the higher you go on the card that likelihood goes down because a team with four or five wins they're probably better six wins oh yeah that's got to be a good team that's not an easy thing to do right so expecting trials to protect you from good teams is antithetical to the playlist it's it's literally like a quasi tournament the more you win the harder it gets right you advance along the card just like you would advance along a tournament bracket and as you advance on that tournament bracket you know you're gonna face harder teams it's just the way that it goes yeah this team this team has already beaten three or four teams obviously they're gonna be better than the random teams I go up against on the beginning of the card the goal of trials is not to protect you or sequester you or keep you know oh you went flawless you only play people that went flawless do you want to know what people would do they wouldn't go flawless they would farm the card they'd always bail and they'd go flawless at the very end of the weekend all you're doing is de-incentivizing going flawless well if i'm gonna go flawless and have to play a much smaller pool of players so matchmaking takes forever because how many people go flawless in the first 12 hours that's the only people they're going to be able to play against that's awful you're basically telling them to stop playing or as i've said well we're just not going to go flawless then right so that's not the solution the solution for trials has always been and i will keep saying this until they do it has always been pre rise of iron trials that's it that's the solution. They have the secret recipe in a book somewhere from grandma on how to make the cookies just right. Pull that dadgum recipe out. If I can go play trials and get endless tokens and bounties and cash those in for loot and I don't have to go flawless, I'm going to play a lot more than I presently play. Tokens are not the devil here. Everyone's like, oh, give us back bounties. Tokens are terrible. No, tokens are not terrible. If you get a guaranteed amount of tokens for just playing trials all weekend and you can go cash those in for loot, that's exactly how you keep people playing. The more full the funnel is, as we said a little bit ago with Hitman's question, the more people that are in the trials funnel on the weekend, the higher the likelihood you're going to run into a team that either hasn't gone flawless yet or has no idea what a gun is, right? You have a higher likelihood of running into those teams. And the way you keep the funnel full is the formula from pre-Rise of Iron Trials. Come and play, get loot. You don't have to go flawless. Just come and play. It's that simple. They remove the win requirement with the bounty, but then they give you less tokens. It's, It's like one step forward, one step backward. You didn't even move. You didn't move. You took a step forward and then immediately took another step backwards. It's like, hey, we removed the win requirement. Oh, sweet. I can spend my tokens now. Yeah, but you're going to get less tokens. <laughs> what? No. It. Listen, this is why we need adept weapons and adept gear. Because if you add adept weapons and you add adept gear, you automatically, you automatically are liberated to say, hey, we can be super generous with the normal trials gear. Who cares? Yeah, give these people who lose eight games in a row a bunch of tokens. Who gives a crap? Why does it matter? Let them play. We need them in the playlist. Let them go turn in the tokens and get loot. Why? Because the best stuff's in the flawless chest. The adept guns, the adept gear is in the flawless chest. Adept weapons and adept gear give you the free pass ticket to say we can be super generous to the people that don't go flawless 
and then the funnel's full, the casuals are having a good time because there's way more players in there in their skill spectrum hardcore players are having a good time because the front half of their cards are kind of breezy and then it gets nice and sweaty and tense at the end that's what trials should feel like that's the solution they need to go back into the cupboard pull out that old dusty book open it up and find that secret recipe grandma's recipe to get the trials cookies just right it's pre-rise of iron trials of osiris that's the truth i'm always gonna i'm always gonna plant my flag on this one because they keep getting it wrong they keep getting it wrong and the trials numbers are a huge indication of that pc's in its own its own struggle bus because of the cheating um and you know until we get true anti-cheat that problem's not going away but for the console players especially with new consoles around the horizon you're going to see a lot of people go to console to play crucible because they're going to be able to get 60 frames per second and a better fov and when they do that you know pc's going to struggle but you're still going to want to have a thriving player base and that's the way you do it so again thank you guys so much for all the support recently if you want to support this podcast directly go to patreon.com forward slash sntr presents and become a patron it gets you in the discord you can submit questions i'm in there chatting with the patrons all the time uh you get almost like a direct line of contact with me if you want to do that patreon.com forward slash sntr presents as always i appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content please like share and subscribe